0: Welcome from whenever, wherever you may be watching, listening, this is... The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics, the most diverse conservative podcast in politics, as I also like to say. Your host is always Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope that you, know, you had a great Mother's Day weekend. Uh, and uh, by pure coincidence, uh, although we should have maybe designed it this way, uh, we had a phenomenal mom with us uh, last week in uh, Allie Leg, who is running for school board, District 6. Uh, look her up. Vote uh, Alliemarieleg.com. And uh, and then uh, we have a great mom with us tonight as our special guest on the panel today, first time with the show. So we'll uh, introduce her in a minute and uh, talk about the amazing things that she's up to. And uh, then of course she's going to give us her unique perspective on uh, not only what's happening here locally, as a continuation of last week's topics in regards to education and what's happening not only locally but uh, nationally as well in our education system. Uh, but uh, she'll also be joining us on uh, today's topics. Uh, and and so let's go ahead and jump into today's topics before we introduce the panel. Uh, we are going to start off with the fire starting SCOTUS. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it was looking like a pretty clear bloodbath for the midterms uh, in favor of the Republicans in the upcoming midterm elections until someone decided to leak a memo from the Supreme Court. And uh, that has absolutely fired up the left. Um, it has given them something to get their voters rallied behind. Uh, we uh, were actually just before the show, we were watching a press conference uh, by the New York attorney general um, the, who is, uh, I guess, uh, pressuring the state legislature to to pass legislature, the uh, in uh, regards to preserving uh, the abortion rights as they currently are in New York. Uh, And I'm sure there will be much more of that, both on the left and on the right, uh, in cities and states across the country. Uh, so we'll talk about, uh, that little fire that we've got burning, um, to kick off today's show. Also Russia's V-Day dud, um, in, uh, what was supposed to be the usual display of their military prowess, uh, Russia, not quite what they used to be. Uh, but then again, neither is Putin. Um, So we'll also get into uh, the Tampa Police Department getting investigated once again uh, this time. And of course, the timing could not have been worse uh, in a matter relating to tenants and uh, the criminal activity and landlords rights of those uh, uh, of those uh, landlords. And, of course, property, um, sorry, tenant rights uh, for those who are renting from those landlords. And so we'll kind of get into a little bit of the weeds on that. In addition to touching on uh, other things that are happening around the country, let's go ahead now over to the big table over
1: on the far right. The far right, an evil David Cabrera. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it works now.
0: Gotta give me a second.
1: Oh, I'm because so, you don't know you're coming to me. I do, but you
0: gotta give me a second to it get takes to the button. So
1: long to get and reach. I, I get it. <laughs> it's not like we haven't been doing this for three years. Yes. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I yeah. drove all day today, but I never. You're gonna make it through the show, show, fresh, stay awake. This is water, uh, <laughs> and not like Amber's water in the, in the courthouse. <laughs> that's a that's a mug full of five hour energy. <laughs> 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 it Oh my God.
0: Mixed with black coffee. <laughs> no that would run straight through me <laughs> <laughs> oh man well uh for those of you who don't know nebel is typically the one who kind of comes up with uh, the foundation oh, of God. topics to the show so um we'll uh, be tapping into his fascination with the war that nobody's paying attention to anymore no i'm just kidding <laughs> um but uh, now let's go ahead and introduce our special guest for tonight julie gebhard's uh welcome to the yard sign
2: Thank you very much I'm and glad to be
0: here. yeah so well uh, it was kind of a last-minute thing and I only say that to give a little shout out to you Kim Davis who was supposed to join us on the show today but she also has a lot going on right now yes, um, she, she is kind of spearheading in some ways this uh, 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 lawsuit against the Hillsborough County School District mm-hmm. and how the redistricting was handled uh, could you give us maybe a little bit of an idea of exactly kind of the nuances that the lawsuit's going after? Because she's meeting with uh, the office of the Department of Education mm-hmm. here, in, here in Florida, not the federal one. And then uh, she also, um, you know, is on some kind of last minute calls with the governor's office, which is why she couldn't join us today.
2: Yes. Uh, I don't know a ton of details about that. But I do know mm-hmm. that according to Florida Sunshine Law, she is not, uh, you know, the the school board did not abide by those sunshine laws during the redistricting. And I think a lot of things are just shady with that, so. Is it
0: primarily that because, I mean, it seems like that's the the overall reasoning behind the lawsuit. I mean, is Mm -hmm. is there, I haven't really heard much in regards to any problems with the redistricting itself.
2: Well, I think that as far as I understand, they're using Mm -hmm. that as a way to push out, um, I'm not, entirely sure but to push yeah. out the one other conservative oh got it Okay. so i think that is kind of the issue they've they've redrawn the lines in a way that um
0: to make it impossible you know they're mm-hmm. they've gerrymandered the districts
2: um, to favor
0: you know certain school board candidates mm-hmm. um you know and speaking of which uh, melissa snively who um even as early as two weeks ago said that she was going to run for re-election has now rescinded that mm-hmm. uh decision and uh, has decided that she will not run for re-election focus on her business she's a very successful insurance she has a very successful insurance office mm-hmm. with state farm and uh you know she's brilliant i'm sure this is not going to be the end of her political road um but uh, uh but it, it's interesting i would love to you know now i'll probably reach out to her but i'd love to know why kind of the last minute kind of reversal uh, because yeah. obviously this late in the game that creates a huge vacuum um and and potentially a big opportunity for a very liberal candidate to step in there and, and take that district
2: potentially yep i mean we're, that's a big hoping, district yeah
0: I mean that we were talking about it last week with Alley Leg and I mean we were looking at the map and it goes all the way from Plant City mm-hmm. all the way down to the the county line, uh South Sun City Center.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Um and and so kind of in the similar light, I heard you have a big day tomorrow. Uh you're going to be speaking in front of the school board. Yes. Uh and so give us give us a little kind of a preview, a little cliff's notes as to what you're going to be addressing in that talk tomorrow.
2: Sure. So probably the best thing to do is to start at the beginning, which about a year ago, and I'll do this as briefly as I can. Sure. Uh, but about a year ago, my daughter came home and asked me at 15 years old if I would purchase a book for her, and it's called The Bluest Eye, and I, I, I brought that book here today. Um, anyway, I looked up a review on The Bluest Eye, and uh, the content in this book is just outrageous. There are um, every form of sexual deviancy is in there, I mean, from... Uh, bestiality to sodomy to incestuous rape of a little girl and a pedophile inside the mind of a pedophile describing all the different things that he did so um, with that i brought this to the school board about a year ago uh, probably almost a year ago today and um, started this started kind of a 12 month now um, just a passion i guess to uncover what's going on in our um, libraries across the school district so There are, we have discovered probably over 200 titles that are, that we suspect, uh, probably at least 50 to 75% of those we know have sexual content in them, Mm -hmm. but who has the time to read all of those? So we've been chipping away at this and we're working on it and... So, um, the last board meeting. So, this I'm getting to what's happening tomorrow. And
0: so, this was in. The, it, she asked you to purchase the book, mm-hmm. uh, but this was on a uh, on a recommendation list. Yes. Uh, from the teacher, or or was this the, you know the whole department that put this list out, or was it a state list?
2: I believe that this was just her teacher. And there were five options. But mm-hmm. she, my daughter came home and said, uh, everyone in the class is reading this one. Can you just get this one? Kind of make it easier. And sure. apparently if they're gonna have discussions, which I would be horrified if that were the case, but um, she thought that would be the easiest thing since everyone right. else was reading it. So- And again,
0: most like most often the, you know, the kids don't know, they just see five titles and- She had no idea. You know, right. I mean, yeah. she could have picked any of them.
2: She could have picked any of them, yep
0: and uh and and so is this do you know if this is a book that's present in the school library
2: it is okay Mm -hmm. yeah so in this whole process i've discovered how to find the virtual library Um, and now i've been doing research finding out where these books exist in all the libraries Mm -hmm. and um, how many of them and if they're in high schools or middle schools or elementary schools so we have we have a list now that we've created in an Excel spreadsheet that has over 200 books on it.
0: Um, and, and, and in your opinion, what has been the cause of this? Has it been that basically these librarians are just kind of asleep at the wheel and they just kind of put in whatever books come come into the school? Um, I, I mean, I don't even know, do people donate books? Uh, do, I'm guessing the school purchases a certain number of books um and and so w- what have you learned in terms of the process that that brings these books into the school or even how they end up on a teacher's list
2: yeah so that is a complicated question because it doesn't seem like there is a great answer i do i think i initially thought maybe the librarians don't really know and and maybe they're just you know okaying these books because someone else okayed them already mm-hmm. um but i think what i'm growing to understand and there was actually a john stossel report on this said I think he said ninety percent of librarians uh lean left right, and uh I guess I didn't realize that, and I was assuming the best, like maybe they just don't know, so i'm I'm gonna let them all know sure. but i what I've been met with is resistance, no one's saying oh so they're wow. getting defensive they're getting defensive, yep. Yep. And I, I couldn't even read the content here. I imagine I would be shut down. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even kidding. Y- yeah. You would not believe if I showed you, you would well, probably YouTube's be like, so liberal, yeah, liberal;
0: right. They'd probably be okay with it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not, to, not to put you under <laughs> the gun that, that way, but um, now you mentioned that originally this came about because the book was on a teacher's list. Mm-hmm. Was this list approved, you know, by the department head, by the by the school district? You know, what, uh, kind of how far up does does this get approval or if if any
2: yes so i i I didn't know what to do and i neglected to actually go directly to the school Mm. i thought this is so big i need to get a bigger platform and i need to tell the school board right away because In my mind, I thought this is so urgent and they're gonna have to acknowledge. I mean, I read a portion of this that is just despicable. Mm. I thought, and they did come right out of the board meeting, followed me out. The superintendent sent um, Mrs. Bays to come and chase me down. She was the chief of schools at the time. Okay. um, And she was very kind and she said, I'm so sorry. I don't know how this happened and assured me that this would be taken care of immediately. Mm -hmm. So I think she felt, the same thing i felt when i read this and at the and, school board um,
0: meeting you read an excerpt of the book i
2: sure did yeah it was horrifying i've never never read anything out loud like that i don't even know that i've ever read anything like that
1: <laughs> right right uh,
2: at that point so
1: how was the how was the reaction of you reading it out loud to uh, the school board? I,
2: <laughs> I did get a ah from the chair at the time was like oh be careful there's kids in the room <laughs> which <laughs> point <is only> made <laughs> a little bit ironic a little bit ironic. I, so. find,
1: I find it so fascinating the fact that this is still a topic that we cannot find a line mm. where it's like something is appropriate, something is not appropriate. Like I remember I don't remember any of these kind of ridiculous books being in our suggested reading list during the summer. And I think some of the topics that were discussed never went into full detail. I don't think like what what how what grade was your is your daughter in when the book came?
2: So What's she was a sophomore. She was 15 years old.
1: 15 years old, mm-hmm. being having a discussion about bestiality? Mm-hmm.
2: Like, that's insane.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, oh. and, and so this, and, and the reason I was kind of getting into some of the nuances is because, obviously, this, as a general topic, mm-hmm. in terms of not only what is being uh suggested to our kids in terms of reading material but also what is present in our schools in regards to reading mm-hmm. material um has become a national topic of conversation right um and i know again obviously there's kind of uh, the the library topic is 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 almost completely separate from the the, the assigned reading you know because mm-hmm. again those are kind of two different worlds um but like you said i mean whereas the appropriate response was the one you initially got at the school board meeting, which is sorry this happened. Let us look into it. Let mm-hmm. us try to remedy this. Uh, but what we're also seeing though is pushback mm-hmm. uh, from uh, you know activists on the left, and like you said, even people within the schools and the school system, uh, even some librarians. In fact, you know who uh, who feel that this type of material is okay to have in the school. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what what have you kind of unlocked? You know or or have now become aware of that initially you know it was kind of you know it wasn't something you expected to come mm. across in this process
2: i think i wasn't prepared for the multitude of books i think i was like okay well this one got in let's just make sure there's no more um and i can't even tell you um as soon as i start researching more um i've, I've watched several other school board meetings and I decide, okay, I'm going to look that book up and see if it's in our schools. Yes, it is. I mean, every single school board meeting I've seen across the country, um, 95% of those are in our libraries.
1: And you would think that there would be a a differential between a public library Mm -hmm. that is out in the public, general public, and then libraries that are connected to schools, Mm -hmm. that it's it's not open to the public. You cannot just walk onto campus. And that that list of books would not be the same mm-hmm. on both sides. Because again, and even w- we have libraries and smaller schools and elementary schools and middle schools, that who is monitoring those lists mm-hmm. of books that are coming through there? And like, I would probably deem to say that the librarian should be the one that can say which books are in there. That's her job, that's their job, to be responsible of who what books are in the library. But that should be, that should be, there has to be some guidance somewhere. So I,
2: I have found um I have the paperwork that shows how they determine which books are admissible. Mm-hmm. But in that paperwork, it says nothing about which books are inadmissible based on content.
1: I mean you have nothing. I mean there's a rating just on movies. Mm-hmm. So how can't we not have that kind of same rating system We've in books? About that. And there must mm-hmm. be some form of rating system when it comes to books.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Currently, the answer is no, there is none. We've talked about that. And I know Stacey Hahn was interested in doing something like that. Um Quite honestly, I mean, these books go way beyond R-rated. Mm-hmm. They go all the way. I mean, they would certainly be X-rated um in their narrative descriptions of what's happening.
1: And again, these kids have such they have the world at their fingertips mm-hmm. so any form of ability to not shield or shelter but to give them an, uh, a, a look a safe location mm-hmm. to be able to literally explore through the library and not have the fear of finding something that is probably a very inappropriate for that gener- for that right. age, age subset of children is very it's very weird that we don't have that yet and i'm surprised and Mm-hmm. Kudos to you for for picking up the torch and, and and honestly picking up the cross and 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 fighting the good fight.
2: Thank you, and I appreciate so, that. Yeah. So, uh,
0: what was the teacher's reaction in this situation? Because again, the list came from the teacher.
2: Uh, so I didn't. I never addressed the teacher. That's my oh, fault. But okay. what happened is I let I I, I read this review. Mm-hmm. I lost my mind, kind of personally. And I didn't respond immediately. So time went by and actually that teacher ended up leaving the school before the school year ended. Oh, So oh, wow. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was related to anything sure. like this, right, right, but right. Um, then I started doing a little more research and I found out that it, on uh, the Newsome high school parents page, mm-hmm. there had been some other concerns about that book already in the past. And then oh, okay. I posted something in there and it. and it blew up and there were people on all sides arguing, which was unbelievable. Then I posted a picture of a page from the book mm. and then the comments got shut down and it was done. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. The end. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I'm sure that this issue, uh, it was, it was this issue that really kind of fired you up to get involved yes. in kind of what's happening now. Are you mostly right now still at the point where you're focused on the school board, or are you getting more active politically kind of on a broader spectrum as well?
2: Um, A little bit on a broader Mm. spectrum. It's hard for me to deter from this because I see the gravity of it. And I see how- And how few people
0: are paying attention to it.
2: Few people are paying attention. And like you were saying, like a kid can go into the library and pick up a book that looks really nice, mm-hmm. you know, and they have no idea. Yeah, I mean, here, I
0: mean, I don't mind right. showing the book again. I mean, this sure. is, I mean, seems a fairly innocuous book. There's no, no right. graphics on it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got some, you know, beautiful lettering on the front. I mean, it yep. seems, seems on the surface as like a pretty innocent book. Um, and, and so you were telling me, you know, so you're involved with community Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know, and i say that there was you know they they're a sponsor of the show and thanks to uh community patriots kim davis jeff hawks um you know if for those of you who want to get involved uh, community patriots also a great way to start you can go to community-patriots.com um you were also telling me about a couple other groups that you've gotten involved in
2: Yes, so I've connected with Moms for Liberty as well. They okay. are fantastic, and they are um, really making a loud noise, and and a lot of people are paying attention now that parents are getting involved.
0: And what is their focus? Uh, what the? Um...
2: They're really focused on the school boards. Okay, good. And they take the agenda of the school board and kind of look over and see, you know, just what's happening in the schools. And they're paying attention now to yeah. obviously the content in the curriculum and things like that too. So.
0: And so we're we're getting notes because again, Kim was supposed to be here today, mm-hmm. um, but she so she. She's mentioning that she wanted us to ask you about the removal form just to kind of kind of bring (laughs) at least this, at least for now, just the the topic of this particular book to a close. What's the removal form?
2: So um, there is a process. This is fascinating. So at the the last board meeting, um, they were discussing the process. So after a couple of us moms spoke, um, uh, Nadia Combs actually asked the superintendent, so how many books, you know, have been challenged over the years? And um, and he said, well, we haven't had, a, you know, the superintendent answered, we haven't had a book challenge in 12 years. So um, then she says, so in the last 12 months, there have been no book challenges since we've been hearing from these people coming in and, and talking about these books? No, there have been no <laughs> book challenges. And she says, well, where can we find the information on the book challenge? Um, and they proceeded to suggest that all of that information is readily available to parents on the district website you can go there you can find it there you can find it on all the in in all the other schools um uh, you know assuming they meant websites you know because they're talking about the district website and um i went back to my house and i looked up exactly word for word what he described and there is no form about challenging media Shocking. wow no form no instructions i went to all my local school websites (coughs) nothing there either that discusses um this challenge process and the book removal process so i emailed i said i don't see any of this anywhere and i got a response saying mrs defusco will be putting that up on the school board website (laughs) so they they made this big deal like you're not even using our process to challenge sure A process that didn't even exist. It doesn't exist. Uh, And
1: of course, they would be high and mighty at the meeting Mm. and making it sound like it's (laughs) on you for not finding it. But again. I am kudos to you for taking this up and making this a big uh, making this an issue, which it really is an issue. It is a because big if, issue. I, I, I would say it again. If parents do not get more involved into the school system. And again, COVID was a great example of uh, uh, opening parents eyes mm-hmm. to what's actually happening on campus, that this will allow for more transparency. This will allow for more um Dialogue back and forth and, a, and an involved parent in a, in a student's life and education is priceless. Mm. So, kudos to you.
2: Thank well, you. I appreciate it. Mm.
1: Sorry, I'm muted oh, myself. Your, with your, the m- oh, your mic is off, sir. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, last episode I also brought up that, uh, of course, they're still looking at the fallout from the COVID lockdowns and the schools being locked down, and I said it. You know, it's it's interesting because it is such a mixed bag of results. You know, because on one hand, yes, there was a lot of mental health damage that has been done to our kids for having been locked out of school for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, here it was more about one one full year. Mm-hmm. Um, But then you look at some of the other statistics and, you know, you can't help, but also look at the positive, which because parents were more forced, forcibly, they were, they were forced to be more aware and involved in what was happening with their kids on a daily basis. I mean, you know, uh, teen, Uh, You know, sex uh, numbers dropped, teen pregnancies dropped, teen drug use dropped, teen smoking dropped. Vaping was the only one that I think kind of went up, you know, because it's it's trendy, you know, and it's easier to hide. Right. It's you know, because it's got the flavors and all that all that jazz. Um, But all of that, uh, all of, you know, really these challenges that parents have been facing for so many years in regards to their children you know, were, were seemingly, you know, addressed by, you know, guess what, more parental involvement, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and again, I mean, you know, one of the positive side effects of COVID was that it really opened parents' eyes to what was happening in these schools. Mm -hmm. you know because now all of a sudden they're listening in on the classes right Mm -hmm. you know for those that you know were able to have their moms and dads present you know while they were um you know at school online you know you're hearing what's being taught and you're hearing how teachers are interacting with the kids and you know and i think we're still at the beginning of you know really the curtain being pulled back on our educational system and it's not just you know, K through 12, mm-hmm. I mean, we're also seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of disruption in the collegiate level as well, you know, yeah. and, and, and people are starting to think, you know, what are we really paying for at the collegiate level?
2: My son on that note, he, um, is a college student and mm-hmm. he was doing some schoolwork at home on the computer. And he showed me in his U S history class, they somehow worked in the gender bread ban what in his u.s history class i kid you not oh my god if i didn't see it with my own eyes i wouldn't i wouldn't have believed it
0: wow yeah wow (laughs) why well you know and and, i don't
2: i can't remember the context (laughs) well
0: and in in college what's even worse is you know that's the same professor that's teaching the class that's writing the book yes Mm -hmm. you know most often times i mean really you know yeah i mean and and that's so that's a way that they supplement their income is they mm. not only teach the class but then they also write the textbook. Wow. That like, you have to purchase the actual book and yeah. not the digital. And they version. refresh oh. it. Well, yeah. they refresh every it year. like well, every year every you know <laughs> right. they'll, they'll refresh version. it, you know, yeah. and uh, so that you can't buy a previous copy anyways. Wow. It's a whole it's a whole ruse. Um, but um, yeah, thank you again for your involvement. You know, thank you for bringing light to the subject. Yeah. I mean, my daughter, you know, who is 6 right now will hopefully mm. benefit you know, from the things that you're bringing to light, um, you know, while yeah. she's still somewhat protected from that kind of material, um, you know, but but again, uh, you know, it, w- the country would be a far different place uh, if, again, parents were more involved, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in their children's lives. And and again, as tough as COVID was for a lot of people, um, there's also a lot of good that's coming of it, you yep. know. And, and, and while it may not seem so, you know, because these are uncomfortable things to talk about and to have to go out there and fight for, um, you know, the, the long-term, hopefully the long-term outcome will be a positive one for the kids.
2: Thank you. If I could, you were asking about that book removal form. Mm -hmm. If I could just mention this, this is the bureaucratic process that they are asking us to do. So they're asking for one book at a time and one library at a time. So if we discover there are 84, <laughs> wow. 84 books with the same title that has terrible content, then you fill out for every school that it's in. Maybe one school has two copies, one school has three. Generally, it's two, one or two copies in each school. Yeah, You have to fill out a form for each one of the schools that that book is located in. And they then Even say no. that they will put together a committee at each, for each book, and then they will review that now because on so the committees ridiculous. it does not s- designate that a parent must be on a committee sure. so you got or all student. sorts of uh, they could put students on there um mm. but it doesn't have to well, they, don't, they don't they don't they don't restrict themselves yeah, yeah. they say it could be students and administrators and teachers and things like that oh so. but
0: they didn't include parents they did include
2: a, parents in the list oh, of okay. possibilities all right. yeah so but that doesn't but restrain you, them or restrict them in any way they but
0: let me guess if you have to see one of these committees no no. well
2: since the book challenge process hasn't happened in like 12 (laughs) years because it was non-existent right you know then no we don't know what these committees are we're asking we've we've done a few public records requests asking for who's on the committee you said it was
0: the superintendent who claimed that this process existed no well, oh, yes. Oh,
2: he oh. has multiple times said we have a great book challenge process. Right. And you can find it. I, I don't know if he's
0: So is he straight up lying or is he or is or is it that, you know, he came from, you know, another school district and maybe they had that system in the other school district and
2: so the difficulty is he then passed that along to Terry Connor and asked that question of him mm-hmm. and he uh, is over all library. Deputy Superintendent of maybe libraries, okay, and he's the one who confirmed that you could find the process at, on the district website and in uh, the schools where it did not exist. Where it did not exist. Such
1: yeah. liars. Wow. So
2: I don't know. Did he not know, or did he know? And he yeah. said he probably. You
1: know, he probably assumed that there was a process. And for cuz the saying that it's been what 12 13 years that's a very particular number
0: well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like and he, for him to know that then you would have to realize that he would know whether or not there was a process correct. in place for it so cuz it's right. not
1: why, i get what they did but that this also means that they lied because he either didn't know or was ignorant in the fact. Mm-hmm. And either way, it looks bad on them. Instead of, yeah. you know what, I am not comfortable because I do not know that answer, and I will get back to mm-hmm. you. How difficult is that just to say I'll get back to you? But yeah. I'm not on screen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right
0: let's get into tonight's topic Uh, again uh, Julie thank you so much for joining us Uh, again I'm sure we'll be touching on on more about your experience and and kind of what you're working on uh, as the night progresses Uh, but we'll go uh, again uh, we want to thank everybody for watching the yard sign Uh, and uh, Julie Gebhardt is our special guest tonight and evil David Cabrera don't forget if you didn't catch the video version of our show you can do so on Facebook YouTube uh, and uh, you can also subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on any of the podcast platforms out there, especially the ones owned by the tech overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms. Very easy to subscribe. Please like it, share it, uh, subscribe to it. Uh, We really appreciate you. Uh, The the audio version of our podcast put us into the top 150 podcasts in the country, thanks to you guys. Uh, So let's continue to grow that number. Um, We'll move into our first uh, topic here with the fire starting SCOTUS and... And again, it may be the partisan in me here, but, uh, a memo was leaked last week, uh, where it was a draft of the SCOTUS opinion on Roe versus Wade. Um, now, uh, funny enough, I mean, when Brett Kavanaugh was, uh, being, uh, was testifying before the Senate, they said that if Kavanaugh got into the Supreme Court, that they would try to re- overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, and I didn't believe that it would be possible. Uh, because it had just been codified into law for so long, only four years, and well, but you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's as long as I've been on earth, you know, and so you're no, that's not true. 42. Okay, so it's wow, so huh, anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) 42 and a half, as my six year old would say, ah, okay, um, and so I never thought it would be a reality that we would see the day that the supreme court would actually overturn roe versus wade yet based on the leaking of this court opinion that certainly seems to be the case now the big question is the
1: big scooby-doo mystery here is who leaked the document well i Uh, think it was uh the colonel with the (laughs) candlestick (laughs) in the library that's my guess that's where i'm gonna go um i wouldn't be surprised if it was a liberal and again i'm gonna go super partisan i wouldn't be surprised if it was a liberal um clerk that released it because i could not see the purpose of a conservative clerk representing a conservative justice that yeah. would allow something like this to be well, released. Not only that, it doesn't make any sense. There's no win there for Republicans. There's no, there's win, no win, win there for <laughs> the conservatives to leak this. Also not to be crude, and I apologize for saying this now, but I'm not surprised if it was a liberal, because because liber- again, why would you do this in, 8- in May right. of an election year? You're basically, again, I apologize for being crude, but you're basically blowing your wad ahead of time that you really shouldn't be worried about. Now, if this got released in August, This would be a big deal. Yeah, but this is released in in May. This makes no sense. Well, and that's going to be the interesting thing. Are they are they going to be able to keep
0: up the momentum politically to really galvanize this into a a vote at the midterms? I don't think so. I don't think so. Especially given that, as you and I talked about in the last episode, economically things are looking to only get worse. Correct. Um, I heard today gas has officially hit six dollars a gallon in California. Um, Luckily here in Florida, we're still under the average uh, in terms of 420. You know, yeah. Hey.
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) We apologize. it's never this back to back um I, I will say <laughs> i will say after driving to tallahassee and back in one day yeah. i was a little perturbed that sure. got, and i would drive a, i drive a hybrid and it still pushed me over 50 dollars i was like Ugh, wow uh, i haven't had to do that in a very long time yeah uh, but i i do i do believe that parents and families are going to go to their kitchen counter issues which yeah. is how much am i paying for groceries how much am i paying for insurance how much i paying for gas and that's what's going to lead a majority of the country to vote a certain way what do you think
2: i think i agree i, mean, I don't but, like spending so, money on gas well
1: <laughs> and jillian regards to the scotus ruling
0: um he, Again, um, you know, you you've identified yourself to us before the show as you know being very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is this something you know? Because again, being in Florida, I nothing much is really going to change. You know, in mm-hmm. terms of Roe versus Wade, especially since they just modified it. You know, and and added some more nuances to it. Um, it it's it's one of those things that I don't think is ever going to completely go away. Right, um, but you know, is this something, especially in the mom organizations that you're involved in is, is this getting any kind of attention reaction? Yeah. reaction? I mean, is it, a, a- uh,
2: you know, n- not so much, um, I mean, I feel like I've been really focused on this one item. Right. And so whenever I go to a meeting, that's generally what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I feel deeply about it. And, and I think it just all comes back to the baby. You sure. know, mm-hmm. like we can we can debate that this mom, poor mom who got pregnant, you know, or, or she has too many kids and not enough money. And, you know, we can argue that, but we need to go right back to that the source is the baby and, yeah. and consider the rights that are being denied to life to that baby so
0: well i think the biggest problem that we have nationally seems that you know that on on, on both sides i'll just be i'll just be neutral about it on both sides they couldn't just leave well enough alone mm-hmm. <laughs> on the right they continue to push for their conservative to make it harder more restrictive right um you know i'm 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 at the point where i'm com- I'm completely against it with the kind of typical exceptions of a medical emergency uh rape or incest you know Mm -hmm. uh, those being because again at the because of the circumstances of that i mean you hear the anecdotal stories of you know oh well i was a child of of a rape you know and that sort of thing and Mm -hmm. i don't regret it and 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 that's beautiful those stories are amazing but not everybody uh has the resources or you know, has the ability to cope with things in this in the in the, in the same way. Um, on the left, I mean, you see them pushing it further and further. You know, towards you know the actual birth. Mm-hmm. And in some states, I believe that you know even up to the time of birth, Partial they abortion. are allowed. They are allowed to have that abortion. And and again, it's like that's where you know again. The, I think even the most average moral individual, you know, draws the line. Um, especially given that we're in 2022, where again, if you have a multi-billion dollar uh, organization like Planned Parenthood, where are all the resources to actually support that decision, if it's Planned Parenthood, right, they should support the decision no matter what it is (laughs) and where the, and where are the resources to help them if they choose to keep the child, you know, And, and among all the millions of dollars that they collect, not only publicly, but also privately, Uh, you know to support their cause Mm -hmm. you know and and obviously there there's the the foundation of the organization which they always you know try they they only they only bring it up when it's convenient but then as soon as anybody starts to dig beneath the Mm -hmm. surface of that and say well here's the foundation of your organization you know and you get into margaret sanger and eugenics and all this you know where all of a sudden they're like no 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 well that's 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 not how it is anymore and it's
1: like the numbers don't lie look at the statistics you know yeah. where oh, it was the definition of, of systematic racism, and, and, and it and, still is. And still, I really do believe it still is. Like the number of clinics that are in certain locations is predominantly in lower income African and Brown American families, and wow. I think it's absolutely disgusting what's happening. I I don't think that the Supreme Court would overthrow without having something to replace it because then that just causes chaos. Because again, the purpose of the Supreme Court is to kick it down to the states. The states are all gonna make their own decisions which they kind of already have. And then they're gonna kick it back up to the Supreme Court. So really just kicking it down the road for about a year or two before there really is a decision made. And again, I don't think anyone- But it's gonna be a very different decision. We're not
0: gonna see another Roe versus Wade where the Supreme Court's gonna kind of decide what is right and what is wrong. Well, I, what, they're the going to, what they're going to decide, and this is where I wanted to take the conversation mm-hmm. anyways, which is you know, this is becoming a state's rights issue and each state is going to decide. And again, this is all playing out right into the hands of COVID and everything else like it. People are going to start making decisions to where they live based on their values yeah. and, and <coughs> excuse me, you know, when we talked about the lockdowns and the opening and reopening of schools and, you know, how long, you know, were we going to be wearing masks for, um, you know, all of those decisions played into why people moved to Florida. Ben Shapiro famously said the reason that he moved from California to Florida was because you could go outside and riot, but he couldn't take his kids out
1: to the playground. Joe Rogan yeah. moved to Texas because of that same reason. Sure. Like he just did not feel comfortable being in a state that was allowing for such issues to occur. And the problem is now Americans and in this job market are have the feasibility to move wherever they want to be able yeah. to work because a majority of it is online now. And so you have this influx and we're feeling it now just in our mm-hmm. prices and home prices. That is just is absolutely ridiculous for people to come to this state. And I'm glad to see that it's not the governor talks about it all the time that he is monitoring the registrations of people. When they go to when they register to vote in the in the state because they do it when they get their license and he's like I'm not seeing a difference I'm not seeing a big difference at all yeah. so it's comforting to see that we are getting more conservatives from around the state around the country but that also means that those states are getting more bluer so this is what we're seeing now the some states like New York. And Georgia. Georgia, are going way to the left when it comes to this, and you have more uh, Republican conservative states going more to the right of it. And none of this should have be should none of this should be an issue, but because someone thought it would be beneficial to their side uh, to leak this, and it just caused a a, a, a a culture war that we all kind of thought not was over, but like it was kind of starting to die down a little bit. No one was saying that you couldn't have an abortion, but don't. But then you can't have late. Like, you but every state could make the decision when they wanted it, and as a as a nation, you couldn't have federal funds involved in that sort of clinic. That was the big that was the caveat during the Obama administration. That that was a that was a gift that you could not. I think even during the Clinton, I think that came out during the Clinton administration. Um, someone checked me on that one. Um, that you could not use federal funding for abortion clinics, hmm. Julie. Uh, given that.
0: You're, you know, and I don't mean this in a negative at all. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm always excited, honestly, even (laughs) regardless of what side of the aisle you're on to see new people engaging, especially in in politics at the local level, you know, because, The majority of people are completely blind to what's happening at the local level. Um, even politically at the state level, I think the Republican party especially has ignored your smaller offices, like your city councils and your school boards. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Pasco famously is a very liberal school board in a very red County. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that, and again, shout out to Jen Licata, um, you know, who, you know, she's a mom. There is no parent currently on the Pasco County School Board, Hernando. Wow. There isn't a single, uh, sorry, Hernando. There isn't a single parent on the Hernando County School Board. Wow, and they're all liberal in a very very red county Hmm. and so it goes to show you how we've neglected as conservatives as republicans these local offices yes um and even you know we had turnover in the supervisor of elections office and the tax collector's office and guess what as a party we failed because we didn't have anybody ready to go lined up to succeed those individuals who were republican when they were got elected Mm -hmm. and then now we're kind of in this gray area where we don't know you know, mm-hmm. because those are not technically nonpartisan offices. We don't know if those those individuals, you know, vote, you know, with our values or not. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, in in COVID really kind of being somewhat of the catalyst, mm-hmm. you know, as to kind of. And, I, and I'm not saying that that was necessarily the catalyst in your case, but in many parents cases to being more aware of what's happening in schools and, and, and realizing what their kids are being taught. Um, you know, is this kind of opening your eyes, you know, now again, as we're seeing even with this issue, you know, to what's really kind of going on deeper in, in politically?
2: Yes, I will say a year ago, um, I, I would have had no idea how to interpret what was happening and what I saw happening, you know, through the, the content of these really nasty, sexually explicit books, I wouldn't have had, I, I could not figure out. So you know, why this was happening, where it was coming from and who was behind it. And so I started asking all of those questions, like, what is going on? My world was starting to just like close in, in this darkness, you know, cause I thought, okay, so one or two could have slipped in, but there's hundreds. Like, how did that happen? Right. Someone's doing it on purpose Yeah. and who is it? <laughs> and I want to know that. And so I've been digging and slowly kind of uncovering kind of this, this agenda that's behind all of this. And, um, I mean, call me a conspiracy theorist, but, um, there is an agenda. There's a dark agenda behind this. And, and I think in part it's to divide, um, I think it's to create revolutionaries of our children. Now
0: you're originally from Florida?
2: No, I'm originally from California. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you understand that, you know, and, and has that been a shock to you? The difference in local, the, the, how local politics affect you you know, like, was it was it kind of an eye-opening thing to go from being in a very liberal community? Uh, mm. Well, I'm assuming you lived in maybe what, what was a I li- lived
2: very liberal. Santa okay. Cruz County right. is where we were for the last year before we moved here. Versus,
0: you know, Hillsborough County. And I, I grew County. up in
2: San Jose. Right. So talk about liberal, literally yeah. right in San Jose. Right, so, which is,
0: yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, say, Tallahassee here. I mean, it's mm-hmm. surrounded by conservatism, but Tallahassee right. itself, very liberal. Yeah. And so what is that? change uh, been like for you what is uh, you know how is that now that you you're more aware of it how has that affected you and your family
2: yeah so i think (laughs) it's taken me away from my family family a little bit more because i end up spending time you know because i'm passionate about understanding this and fighting against it Mm -hmm. um and so it really it's been um difficult to um well to interpret and understand but like i said getting to the root of it and understanding where it's coming from has just been it's been a journey well the
1: people in our comment section are actually asking if you would be willing to run for school board
2: (laughs) (laughs) well um considering that i've only taken an interest in politics literally probably in the last year yeah because I my eyes were not opened and I was just I've got six kids I'm running sports I'm running to you know wow different events and you know
0: it's a lot of responsibilities there it's a lot yeah. of
2: kids it is a lot <laughs> 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 yeah
0: congratulations they're
2: fantastic I wish you could meet them that's all. a yeah. school they're... that's a school <laughs> <laughs> yes uh-huh. we yes yeah but um
0: yeah well you know thank you again you know for mm-hmm. for you know and, and you're right i think you're doing it the right way you're kind of learning the process you're kind of learning to lay the land uh, mm-hmm. you know and hopefully you'll you'll stay motivated to possibly you know uh, take on more of a leadership role in, in terms of what's happening because again um i mean while i have uh, teachers in my family um you know the sad thing is is that oftentimes the people who make it to these school boards don't have that classroom mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, you know just because they have classroom experience doesn't mean they share your values, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of what they bring to the table mm-hmm. as well, you know. And so, you know, again, you have so much at stake with six children, mm-hmm. you know, in our school system. I mean, it's you know, how do you not, you know, pay attention and and stay involved? Yeah. Um, Want to thank uh, everybody listening in you know, on Clubhouse. Don't forget you can uh, catch the audio, the live audio version of our show on Clubhouse as well. Uh, search for Yours Truly, Johnny Torres you can follow me there Uh, or you can also search for the yard sign these shows are available for replay Uh, we got our buddy Hector hanging out we'll bring him in in just a little bit Uh, but let's move on to our next topic which is Russia's V-Day dud and um, not a whole lot to talk about here other than the fact that you know uh, contrary to past years and and, you know Russia's V-Day parade has been a celebration of their defeat of the Nazis during World War II of course there was a much bigger microscope uh, under this year's V-Day day, uh, given the current uh, state of things between them and Ukraine. Um, and, and, and Nebel, uh, you know, you, you kind of wanted to bring this to light because it was such a, a dud, per se. Um, you know, the, apparently the Air Force um, display didn't happen. Um, you know, there were supposed to be a number of items, you know, that typically fall, you know, into this parade uh, in, in this kind of show of force that uh, didn't come to fruition this time around.
1: No, you're correct. Uh, um, by all estimates, this today's speech was supposed to be a declaration of war for Ukraine, which would allow uh, Putin to uh, call in reserves and allow for a larger number of individuals to get in, involved into the, mili- into the military, to get involved into the campaign in Ukraine. Uh, the Air Force dedications for the parade, because this happens in multiple cities throughout Russia, uh, were completely gone. About 32% of the normal infantry and, and military equipment was not shown. It was a lot more toned down. And I think it's because they have not they've not achieved their their desired outcome when it comes to the current, uh, The I think they're on plan D right now when it, comes, <laughs> when it comes to Ukraine. And I think that's what a lot of people, were, I think, like done. plan F. I know, failure. honestly. And I think Putin is under the impression that if he would have made, it, made escalations, then it would show that he's weak. And again, I think this is more of a, I don't want to use the word like a house of cards situation, but it's almost coming into that kind of like conversation of like who, when is so when is someone just going to stab Caesar? So like, sure. and that's what people are talking about right now. I'm thinking of like the mean girls um, part where. Well, because this was supposed
0: to be the pinnacle. <laughs> this was supposed to be the pinnacle of Putin's reign of, of, of
1: his, you know, of his leadership. Was, yeah. He has become, he wants to become like, um, Oh, I'm forgetting the the Castro? Name. No. But uh, he is trying to, again, he's trying to fortify Russia, which Russia has been invaded. I said Stalin? No, yeah. not really. He, Catherine the Great, actually. Um, the last time Russia uh, um, pushed itself far enough beyond its borders is when during Catholic, Catherine the Great's expansion, where they were able to lock out the, the nine different channels to like invade Russia, which has happened 50 times in its history. So it's used to it. But now in this
0: century, given again, you know, the fact that we all communicate in real time, I think that would be nearly impossible for ever for there ever to be such an occurrence ever again. I mean, back then it used to take weeks before anybody found out what had happened. By then it was too late. But what, you know, they'd already Russia invaded
1: Georgia and no one knew about it. And that was 10 years. That was 15 years ago. So like it's not like no one no know, knows this thing. We
0: still didn't have social media back then.
1: Fifteen years ago. Yep.
0: No, we had We had Facebook. Just started, but it was nowhere near correct. And we didn't the, have Twitter. The powerhouse now. of a platform.
1: The point is this: there's the the reason why I feel that it's a necessity for us to be doing what we're doing, supporting the Ukrainians and pushing back and everything else, is because you cannot allow might to be right ever again. That's what brought us into World War Two. That's what brought us into World War One. Yeah, but wouldn't that bring else. us into World War Three? I mean, you know, there was obviously
0: the, the you know, the other leak, you mm-hmm. know, basically to a, a Russian, I'm sorry, a Ukrainian media outlet saying that the United States has taken Correct. credit for um, the termination of some of these Russian generals. Twelve Russian which generals. Which would cross and, the line and, 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 and directly involve us, you know, in this war, which the, the American
1: people don't want um the amer-, the amer i agree that the american people do not want us to get into another war but i would also counter the point of where i would rather be fighting the russians in ukraine than fighting the russians in in nato fighting the russians because if yeah. nato gets involved in the u.s has to get involved there's no way yes the public can be upset and don't want us but that's a treaty that we have to get involved if something like that occurs and I I get it where the American people don't want that to happen but again I would rather be fighting Russians through Ukraine than through anything else. This has happened in the past. It's happened in Vietnam. It's happened in South North Korea. Right. This even happened in Afghanistan. We were picking off generals in Afghanistan when they were in control and then they were doing the same thing to us when we were in control. So yeah. this is not something that hasn't happened in the past and it's not like it won't happen in the future. Yeah the problem is, is how do putin take it Which right
0: now he's completely unpredictable you know and if he takes it as a sign of aggression which obviously why wouldn't he i mean heck i mean we had american legislators we had american congressmen saying that we should go and and retaliate when they had the supposed bounty on american soldiers which was that, a lie right yeah. You know, like we were, we had a congressman calling for war in that situation. Correct. You know, so what's to prevent, you know, the Russians from doing the same thing? Well, in
1: regards to uh, attacking. Well, these generals that are, that were allegedly taken out by, by the American military. Also remember the reason why a lot of these generals are getting taken out is because they're making phone calls on their cell phones using Ukrainian, uh, Phone, cell phone towers, and they're pin, being pinpointed out. The stupidity of how we're in this whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, However, we're getting, Ukraine we're, told if us... If we're given the credit, that that basically
0: puts us involved. That makes us involved in this war.
1: I, I understand what you're directly. saying, but it does not escalate us to a point to where Russia will be attacking but that's, NATO. But that's based on our opinion. And the question is, is that does Putin see it as my, a sign of aggression? My internal opinion and this is from receiving intelligence from other people that are actually on the ground there right now is that this was always the desire of of Vladimir Putin was if Kiev if Kiev would have fallen within the first three days which is what the plan was which is why they didn't have gas or food or anything else to uh, to go with the caravan that went in that right now Russia would probably be in Poland and probably in somewhere else Uh, hitting nato countries yeah because again with the demise of the demographics the demise of the economy in russia this is their last hurrah this is the last three four hundred thousand guys and girls in their military because they don't have millennials coming up they don't have gen zers their population is diminishing rapidly and so you either do this now or you never do it again yeah it could be the end of russia as we know it it will be russia will not be the same within five years yeah there's no unless he drops up first, if he drops something in Ukraine, no country will ever do business with him. And he's already losing support with the Indi, uh, with Indians and uh, Chinese. Mm-hmm. So like there is no axis of evil in this situation to create a World War Three, right? There's no access whatsoever. So really, we're just fighting amongst Russians. But again, I would rather fight the Russians through the Ukrainian than through a NATO country. Well, and honestly, I think, you know, at least from a strategic standpoint, I think the worst thing
0: that Putin could have done was to kind of really water down this show of force because it's only validating um i think and reinforcing the opinion that you know they don't have what it takes to to follow through with everything they thought
1: that they were going to accomplish no and now with every dignitary entering Kyiv and entering ukraine to show solidarity i mean you had jill biden which again i don't understand why she was even there why jill biden is in ukraine i would assume like the vice president should have done it, and but then yeah. to th- assume Kamala Correct. Harris finding a border that's oh, not she, connected to she Mexico. She'd figure some way to screw it up, yeah. <laughs> Which she did. Yeah. But again, a U2, uh, U2 had a concert in the subway. Uh, Justin Trudeau was there, the pretty boy of media. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's getting pretty interesting to see who's attending. And again, I think we're about to agree on like $22 billion. Prime Minister Blackface? You know, some days. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've lost Julie completely. <laughs>
2: I was actually looking up why Jill Biden went to Ukraine.
1: <laughs> what does it say?
2: It's, it literally said, uh, well, somewhere I just saw this, that she went there for Mother's Day. Oh, of course, what?
0: Of course she did.
2: <laughs> she made of an announcement. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, surprise Mother's Day meeting with my. First Lady Olena Zelenska. <laughs> You know there what? You go. See, I, I know what's going on in the world. I
1: think we're in a Nancy Reagan situation where it's really, she is the president of sure. the United States and Joe Biden is looking for pudding. Well,
0: did you see Did you see the fear? Ice cream, ice, did ice, cream. See cream. The, ice cream. Did you see
1: the fear in her eyes
0: when she was reading on Easter Sunday to the kids in the White House lawn and, and Joe Biden asked to read part of the book? Oh my God. I
1: mean. How is that and not a meme?
0: Well, no, and he even said, he goes, they don't want me to read any of this. <laughs> And so they, I mean, he, they, they let him read like two pages, you know, <laughs> big uh, fonts, like yeah, Doctor Seuss, yeah, exactly. I mean, no but Doctor that's, that's
2: banned, that that's, is a that, banned. Oh, vote. that was banned. Okay. so there that's is right. a process. That's right. Okay, okay. Doctor Seuss is
0: racist now. That's right. Uh, with all Where's the paperwork, green, with that? blue, yeah, yellow characters. Right.
2: I didn't file that paperwork.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but. The, the, you should have seen go back and watch it because there's plenty of video footage of it watch jill biden's language body language when 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 joe asked like to read to the kids i mean because i mean she you could see the fear in her eyes that this would this could have easily just gone completely she's
1: our generation of a nancy reagan don't get me wrong i truly believe after watching like how Ronald Reagan looked at the end of his second term. He looked yeah, rough. Right. Mm. Nancy Reagan was in charge. Like that's that. I, and you know what? I'm okay with that because everyone kind of knew already with Jill Biden. This was his first term. He's been in office for God knows how many years. I think this is, he's only had a government job, right?
0: Mm. Uh, Biden,
1: Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's always had a government job. Right. And so like, I have a little more confidence in Joe Biden, honestly, than Joe Biden. But like, is she the one looking at the at the national reports? Like, how involved is she? And I was like, right. we'll never find out until the end. But, like, I'm I a little if, concerned. Because I had wondered why Republicans weren't
0: going after him, given how – Hard the Democrats went after him to try to remove him from office using the Twenty Fifth Amendment. I was shocked that the Republicans have been really quiet on that front in regards to saying like he is unfit to be in office. Now there are some of those voices out there, mm-hmm. um, but there does need to be a serious question about you know no. whether or not no, no 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 But no, again, no, no. I th- well, Jill, what I'm saying is, deal?
1: do you want Kamala Harris as president or do you
0: want well, Jill Biden as well, president? To that point, I think they're they're saying, hey, look, you know, you know, we let Ronald. Uh, finish out his term let Joe finish out his term and honestly I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't let him run for re-election
1: oh yeah weekend at Bernie part two I would love to see that (laughs) all right everybody thank you so much
0: for watching the yard sign the most important relevant podcast in politics uh julie Gebhard joining us uh and Anibal david cabrera as always um and uh we want to remind you that uh, you can catch the audio version of our podcast on your favorite podcast platform i promise you all you got to do is go and search the yard sign and uh, we'll be right there especially uh, the big ones apple spotify um iheart radio even uh which uh, is amazing and so you could literally listen to the yard sign anywhere in the world um we'll get into uh, uh, the tampa police department being investigated again in just a second but uh let's see if uh if he's ready he i know he's he's always ready because it's hector hector are you there yeah you hear me all right hey
1: <laughs> sorry hey how's it going Doc? our producer's ears have been blown <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> all right you guys hear me yeah no you
0: sound great go ahead <laughs> all right yeah so about the Ukraine. Um,
1: Don't forget also, too, though, that it looks like the Finns and the Swedes are going to join NATO, and Russia's been rattling the sabers a lot, especially about Finland joining NATO. So, you know, as as Johnny said, I have to agree with him, Vladimir Putin is a very unpredictable human being. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think...
0: No, I was I going to say you.
1: I hate to say today. this, but, but I, there's the, a good chance that we, oh, the Skoda thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. My question, for I have a my question for you guys about this whole Skoda slash culture war thing is, what's it going to take to end the culture war? Because I don't like where it's going. A mushroom cloud. Is this? <laughs> in Ukraine. A mushroom cloud in Ukraine is how this is going to end. That's what, Americans are so fickle and they're so inward looking. That they don't care what's happening around the rest of the world they only care about what's happening next door to them to their yeah and if americans can fight with each other then they're going to fight with each other and they're going to riot and they're going to complain everything else and that's we've seen that over and over again that americans just love to fight and argue and that's what's what's going to happen now and i bet you if code if the supreme court does come down with a decision it's going to be a decision that pisses everyone off which is exactly what the supreme court should do it should rule in a certain way that pisses everyone off that no one's happy. That happened in Texas when they did it, and that happened again in Pennsylvania in the 90s when they did it again in regards to Rovers' away. So I would not be surprised if they rule and the, and the opinion pieces that they finally called come down to piss everyone off. Okay, but then I'll, I'll put this hypothetical scenario to you
0: now, given that there's been a leak of the overall opinion. Because the thought is, whether it's on the left or on the right, that they were looking to, well, actually, this is mostly coming from the left. That if the left was behind this, it was to try to persuade or pressure some of the justices to change their vote on the ruling. You know, do you think this changes anyone's position on this, or does it proceed as as
1: drafted? Maybe, a, maybe Thomas, no, no, um, Kavanaugh, no. no, Barrett, no, no. I don't even know. which. Oh, obviously not, because no, he he's it. wrote the opinion. So that's four, <laughs> and then the girl. <laughs> I don't. So know. the new justice. I don't know her name yet. Nintaji Brown? No, 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 not no. Kintaji Brown done vote in favor of that's what I'm saying. No, I'm the sorry. the one. The last one for the, that was the Trump. That was Barry. Okay, Barry Amy Comey Barry. So yeah. I, I don't. If anything, this pisses off the, the <laughs> Supreme Court justices even more. They're probably even more upset that this actually happened. This would have never happened during a uh, during uh, Anthony or during uh, uh, RB RBG. RBG. Yeah. So like it would never have happened under their tenure. So again, if it was a conservative, it's to get it out of the way now, so then it's no longer a bullet in the chamber. If it's a cons- if it's a uh, liberal, then they again they blew their wad too early. So I'll give, them,
0: sh- I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it changes their votes. I don't think so either. Um, I ho- I really hope it doesn't. Um, you know, that'd be a pretty sad thing to see because then it goes to show you that you can pressure the court and that's a huge problem. A huge well, problem. and that's part of the argument that liberals are making about Ginny Thomas, which there's even some people putting out the conspiracy that she somehow had something to do with the leak. Oh my god. Could um, you imagine it was actual justice you know, that
1: leaked it, not uh, a clerk? That would be a huge problem. Well,
0: and the clerk and and the justice's wife, you mm-hmm. know, being involved too, you know. Again, it, it it which right now they're looking for any reason to yeah.
1: go after Clarence Claire. Thomas. What? Trying to get a bu- trying to bring a black man down. That's right but um talking about bringing black men down (laughs) next topic oh boy
0: (laughs) let's go into our next topic (laughs) thanks uh hector hector's gonna be hanging out in clubhouse don't forget you can join us in our clubhouse room as well uh just search for johnny torres or search for the yard sign uh as the room is live as we're doing the show uh, Tampa Police Department investigated again as, uh, you know, again, people are starting to kind of look into a lot of housing issues as housing becomes more scarce and uh, and more unaffordable, uh, especially here in Tampa, which is uh, we've had the highest price increases of just about anywhere in the country. I think we're at uh, about 24%. Uh, uh, in, in price growth, um, in this current, uh, real estate environment, uh, pricing out people, again, not only those purchasing homes, uh, but those people who are renting homes, uh, across the, the region really. Um, and, and so there has been a lot of digging into tenants' rights and seeing, you know, what, you know, can tenants do about, you know, the, landlords you know saying that well hey once your lease is up we're going to double your rent because they can get it the market demands it um in and, and including you know the the topic of this particular uh, issue which is um that apparently tampa police department was notifying landlords uh that their tenants uh had been uh committed or had been convicted of of crimes um, at to varying degrees, um, therefore giving them the opportunity to evict them based on those crimes they committed. Is that right, Enable?
1: So it it falls in between the gray of being convicted and not being convicted. There are examples of, for one instance, a 16-year-old boy was arrested for stealing change outside of out of a car and later released uh, from juvenile detention with no charges, but his family's landlord was notified and they lost uh, their home at Robles Park Village Home. So like there are situations where a crime was committed and they were convicted and there were other times where um, they were caught and there was no conviction. So there was no There's no blanket policy. And again, this started in 2013 and only ended this past December. But where did it originate
0: from? So I'm
1: I'm trying to see where it originated from. So it was called... um, The investigation was launched to see if the Tampa... the Tampa's crime-free housing program violated the Fair Housing Act. And so in this situation, they're stating that um, once the uh, Tampa Bay Times did their investigation, 90% of the th- of the 1,100 people uh, found in this program were actually African-American. And they were shown that um, despite the black residents only making up 54% of all arrests in Tampa over the past eight years, it was almost 90% that they were notified uh, of the housing. So in 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 this situation, the city said it ended the program in December and it rebranded to a safe awareness for everyone or safe uh, without the reporting of the crime to landlords. I think that's where people are getting upset. The simple fact that they the crime was somewhat committed or not committed and was automatically reported to the landlords. And that started the process of them getting removed from the program or them getting kicked out of their homes.
0: Yeah, and see, look, in, in this situation, I actually don't have a problem with that policy.
1: You don't have a you don't have a problem with the a police department taking uh, uh, overreaching and so and, and interfering in someone's civil liberties?
0: No, because it's a public safety issue. But they haven't if been convicted of a crime. If they have been convicted, I'm but saying, that's
1: what they're saying. They're saying there's multiple but you examples. You said that there
0: was the, there were and there weren't.
1: There are. I'm saying that there's a gray that there was no definitive guidance to the police department that said that once they had been convicted of a crime, that yes, they didn't report it. There are many cases where that did not occur, and that's where the problem lies. Okay, well, I mean, again, if they haven't been convicted, it's kind
0: of like with uh, the Grady Judd thing. Mm-hmm. The problem with Sheriff Grady Judd, which everybody loves, you know, because he trots out 15, 20 people out there that he's accused of, of a particular crime, mm-hmm. is, is that by the time the investigation uh, takes place and they actually get in front of a judge, they realize that there aren't in, there isn't enough evidence there to actually convict them of what he's accusing them of. Mm-hmm. But the civil liberties, you know, um, uh, aspect. aspect of it is that they've already he's already put their mugshot out in the public. You know, and he's already put their face out all over the media, and so now they're basically being convicted
1: by, you know, public opinion. But I think in that situation, those that he is doing, he there's there's not a blatant example of racist biased, and that's where the problem lies. So in Tampa, fifty uh, of the population is fifty of that region area was 44 percent African American, but ninety percent of the individuals that were put in this process and lost their home were African American. And that's where the civil liberty aspect of this goes into play. I don't, uh, so the bigger issue on this whole matter is that the city of Tampa uh, city council were only notified once there was a press release last Friday and were never told directly of the investigation that had been going on for over a year. And now the question is when and who and when did people were aware of the investigation? And that's what's causing a huge backlash because this was also during the time when the mayor was the, the chief of police. I mean, because my opinion is is that once you've been convicted, all
0: bets are off. I, I would. You shouldn't get money for public housing. I agree. Um, and and it should be, but your, should the entire family landlord, be kicked, But
1: should the entire family get kicked
0: out? It depends on which member of the family it is. So if they're the ones on the lease, that's and that's where the question lies. But then also, let's say in this case of the minor, if the minor had been convicted of theft. Um, even though he's a minor, and they probably—that's probably why he didn't get convicted, because he's probably a first-time and he's time not offense. and he's
1: not on the lease. Do I want that kid living next to me? Yeah, but you don't have that right to make that decision. Of course I do. No, you don't. You can move.
0: Yeah, but if, it, it its not. I, but if I go to the landlord. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, this kid's been convicted of crimes. And this is the reason why
1: people's cars are being broken into. That landlord should have every right to evict those people. I don't believe that the landlord has the right to convict, to kick someone out of housing when the individual has not been charged with a crime. No, I'm, that's why I'm saying if he had been convicted. But I don't believe that someone that's even, if, house, even if
0: it's not the kid, even if it's not the kid's signature on the lease, mm-hmm. you know, he is living there. I don't know. You have to, and, and, it's a and very, you have to look at it from the fact that, it, it, again, this is their investment. Whether it's a house, whether it's an apartment building, whether it's you know townhomes, you know the truth is is that if you're allowing criminals to live in your community, in your, in your in your building, you know then that's going to depreciate your your investment, and that's going to make the community or oh, that's going to put the community overall at risk. I don't
1: have an issue with the fact that landlords are being notified. I don't like the idea that the police are doing the notifying. Are, being, are the ones snitching on the individuals. I have a huge problem with that because it's taking an extra step when the police should not be involved in that situation between you and the landlord. It should The police should be involved with the, the person that committed the crime and the person that was the crime was committed upon, not taking the extra step to then notify the landlord. Because now with the new program, they no longer reported the crime to the landlord. Right. So they themselves have taken that component out of the process. Show, not to say that they felt guilty or anything, but showing that there was a problem. The the police are taking one additional step too far, and I think that does interfere with individual civil liberties.
0: Well, and and, and well, and then to that note, I mean as you said, I mean they'd need to do their diligence and do the background checks. Yeah, if
1: if landlords want to continue to do background checks, which again, I have clients that own um, buildings and everything else and they do background checks once a year on once the, when the leases get renewed and everything else. And mm-hmm. the, if they wanna make that decision, they can make that decision. But again, the, the simple fact is a large purport, disproportion of those that were affected by this program were African American. Yeah. And the and the research and the DOJ needs to make the, do the mm-hmm. investigation to determine if it was on purpose or not. I doubt it was on purpose. I truly feel the reason why it's because the majority Jesus, I'm going to say it out loud, that there is a there's a large majority of people that do commit the crimes in Hillsborough County that happen to come from a a particular community. And that is causing the the situation at hand to seem like it was profiling. And, And again, the investigation from the DOJ will state if it was or was not
0: yeah well and again i mean i think from a, a landlord's perspective i think they have every
1: right to evict them i think um, you should not infringe on people's liberties well yeah again well i just believe in the constitution that's, that's just a little thing before that's, they're convicted of the sure, because they haven't I been mean, convicted of anything I, I, just, I just believe in the constitution i think we should live by it i don't know it's my yeah. opinion okay sure <laughs> oh my goodness Sorry. Right. thank you
0: everybody for watching the yard sign <laughs> Julie over here is trying to stay out of uh, our I little bickering. I feel that
1: there should be a camera just on the person in the middle. <laughs> yeah. and to see how cringeworthy it can I know. Just see how I know. uncomfortable it's we great. can make them. <laughs> um because we were playing around with this before and yeah. again we we didn't know how much you wanted to really interact with these particular topics of additional information but like do you believe in the constitution
2: <laughs> <laughs> am i taking sides here
1: no. <laughs> is no. there a side no, against side. the constitution yeah. Jonathan? <laughs> would you like to take that that mantle no <laughs> so julie um, you
0: know uh, to kind of bring the show into a close um you, you know for parents that are out there you know what are some suggestions that you would give them in terms of um staying aware staying involved staying vigilant mm-hmm. as to what their kids are being exposed to or uh, you know the materials being put in front of them because i can imagine mm-hmm. i mean especially when you have a family of, of six children six children know, i mean how do you know really like how
1: do you keep track of you know, all there's a lot of that, that. There's all a lot of material. Let me take the time. There's yeah. a lot of spreadsheets, and I, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. there's some form of magnetic calendar somewhere with a dry eraser. <laughs> there is
2: a magnetic calendar, all the time on the. Yeah,
1: yeah. just the
2: sporting events. Just the stuff.
1: wife and myself have a calendar, and it's already difficult enough to keep on track. And it's like yeah. if it's not on the calendar, we're not doing it. Yes, and we both use it against each other. Well, that's a, <laughs> um, I could imagine a lot of uh, Clearox wipes.
2: Yes, we do have a lot of thorax wipes.
1: Let me think else. A lot of uh, dryer sheets, a lot of detergent. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. I'm fascinated. Can you at least mm-hmm. let her ask, answer the question I, I asked? I'm, I'm, <laughs> as, I'm answering the question. So. Mm-hmm.
0: So how, again, especially with the as large as yours, how, um, you know, what are some recommendations for parents out there in terms of how to keep up with, you know, the materials that their kids are being exposed to or being suggested to, you know, to yeah. take on? Uh, I mean, because again, it seems like you kind of, again, thanks to your daughter, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of requesting that you purchase her a book, you know, it kind of fell upon this this whole situation yes. and you uncovered a huge, you mm-hmm. know, Pandora's box, you know, with it. Um, I mean, how has it changed your behavior in terms of being vigilant about what your kids are doing in school?
2: So first of all, um, Because of what happened and because of my investigation and also a few other factors, uh, we ended up pulling our kids from the public school system. Wow. So I'm a homeschool mom now. Mm. Oh, boy. (laughs) We wear denim jumpers. (laughs) Okay, so, um, but. (laughs) I don't want
1: to go any further into that conversation.
2: (laughs) No, no no honestly it has been a great gift to our family so i that's a little plug for homeschooling quite honestly mm-hmm. um but i would say uh and the reason i'm still in the fight because i get a lot of people well a few people that know things are like are your kids even in that school system anymore you know and and and, sure. and, and the reality is to try
0: to discredit your right your fight
2: so the reality is this is a culture war and mm-hmm. our kids are at stake regardless if my kids are in the public school system or not they are going to be living with this generation of kids that are being indoctrinated. I'm saying the word.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They are being indoctrinated are. with. Well, a, and you have a, kids
0: who will be having kids. You know, yes. I mean, not hopefully in the near future, but it, you know, in, in somewhat
2: twenty-two year old. You know, well, there what? you go. Yeah,
0: I mean yeah. that could, that could be any day now. Honestly, I don't yes. believe that. Oh, no,
2: that's nice of you. <laughs> like, all in elementary school, right? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, and actually. Mm. He will likely be at the board meeting tomorrow. Oh, may, may also that's be great. That's good. Contributing, and then I have kind of an adopted son who's also part of the family. Seven okay. kids. Okay, so no, not Seven. not. I, I didn't mean <laughs> I really adopted. So he is uh, just he's part of the family. Oh, he's the me. kid with that's with always us. at the house. We're, he's kid. always yes. there. We're, In fact, he moved here yeah. from Illinois. Oh, oh nice. wow! Like, Get me out.
1: We are Latin family people, so we know when it comes (laughs) to time. They just show up for every meal. They just show up. That's right.
2: No, he came at Christmas time and he's like, you know, I got some time off work, so I'm going to come hang out down here. So he stays and he keeps calling his boss back in Chicago. <laughs> hey, do you have any work for me? No. Nope. So he just stayed. Yeah. Wow. He was there for I think three months. Oh my gosh. And now we moved here, so he's like, we we got him. Yeah. Got him back for good. So <laughs> that's wow. happening
1: so much. I, we were at uh, an event at Armature Works last night, and we, I was talking to one individual who brought in like four people from DC, and they're like, mm. we just couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm. We were we were flying yeah. down and driving down like once a month, and we we're like forget we're just gonna mm-hmm. we're just gonna move and they did and i was like yep. this is insane how many people just are moving mm-hmm. to florida and it's mm-hmm. like you guys just were able to move back into our get restaurants and we're like we've been free <laughs> we've been free since <laughs> summer of yeah. <laughs> yes. 22
0: i, I yeah. have a friend in dc who went to his first kind of social you know organizational meeting um outside of his house uh oh. for the first time in three years oh my gosh three years i can't,
2: I, can't I mean to me
0: that's a prison sentence yeah i mean like i, I just can't no i mean mm-hmm. that that would drive me insane did you also yeah. get kicked out of your affordable housing yes <laughs> 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 thanks covid <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, and so you know you you mentioned obviously you're you're still kind of fighting that fight yeah. um you're you're now homeschooling your kids um and uh, and and so I mean at least up until the point that you know you pulled your kids out of the school. I mean how were you kind of keeping track uh, or once this kind of opened your eyes you just immediately
2: I never suspected anything especially moving to florida yeah. so in california yes i expected it my daughter came home from school and said trump's a liar my government teacher told me that you know and, she oh, this whole and i'm like hold on let's talk about oh, this let's gosh. let's ask some questions and let's look into this and oh, see so what all happens. the
0: kids had an example for you
2: yes <laughs> i'm not kidding it was crazy so I, yeah we just had to kind of dig down and i i don't the trump could have lied i i, I wouldn't say right. i think he's perfect but let's talk about whatever was they Being all do. taught mm-hmm. and right it's politics they yeah. all do <laughs> yeah well let's just have a conversation she was heated wow you know wow. and now she um has a much clearer perspective on a lot of things and yeah is, yeah she's diving deep into politics herself cool also, that's my 15 year old well then you
0: go you might have yeah. uh you might have uh started a political career there maybe
2: if she yes, yeah. wants internships <laughs> in
0: the government we know
1: who is always hiring. Right. <laughs> yeah. we do She's
2: trying to start, like, a turning point chapter. Oh,
1: my gosh. There we go. We know who she needs to talk to. (laughs) You do? Yeah. 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 Let's talk. Enable,
0: Enable, take care of you. All right. On that note, Enable, Anything? Before we go, uh so
1: at the moment there one are thing. some little things. One thing, there's one so thing. much that it's happened. One last thing, yeah. But I was also expecting any. No, another, I don't want to run a, down a, a what's happening in Sri Lanka. That were ha- Why don't you want to talk about the because Sri Lanka? Nobody cares. They're suffering. There's about seven million people. On Guess the, what? On I the, got family in Colombia that's suffering on the tier of India, the pearl of the Indian Ocean. My bedtime is suffering. What's Anyways. Going? uh at the moment, the Buckingham Palace has released details of the royal family visit to mark the Queen's. To- <laughs> platinum, <laughs> platinum Julie, uh, who will not be on the balcony, is the um, discarded Ameri- Now Americans, the, the audacity of the world for them family. to even think that they should go. They be are able not go back. going. I don't even know why they did this. But in other news, because uh, they stars fading. In other news, forty-five cities, equaling one hundred and ninety-three million uh, Chinese citizens, oh, have been locked All on because right. of COVID-zero policies. And well, there you go. There's the button. <laughs>
0: All right, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you Julie, you were uh, fantastic. You know, we'll definitely uh, be uh, be having you uh back uh, especially, you know, as this continues to evolve. Keep us up to date. Um and uh, and hopefully we'll come back with some positive results. Uh good Oh, sorry. I turned off the wrong one. Um, so um Good luck tomorrow. Thank so you. Speaking of the school board, um, and uh, for you know parents at home, I, I believe those are broadcast live online.
2: Yes, and, they are. Uh, That's and on a good TV. way. You had asked, uh, and I don't know, someone maybe interrupted, but you <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You, uh, I like you're, it. You're catching up quick. She learns quick. <laughs> um, you were asking about how people can stay up to speed on what's happening, and we're working on establishing a platform where we can disseminate information. Cool. Um, yeah it's a little tricky there is the hillsborough county whistleblower yep he has a page that um i appreciate been following him for years yeah yeah um and then uh watching the school board meetings i think is very effective and then also of course pay attention to what your kids are bringing home from school because yeah. i never knew i was shocked mm. and and it just kept getting worse and worse yeah. so yeah
0: all right thank you again julie uh thank you to kim davis for uh, uh bringing us uh, julie for uh, today's show kim davis also working on some big stuff so we'll hopefully have an update from her soon on the uh lawsuit against the school district of hillsborough county uh again the the state le- uh, leadership now getting involved both the governor's office and the state department of education uh, looking into uh transparency issues there sunshine state laws being broken so we'll keep you up to speed with that um as far as my my one last thing, go Lightning. Hopefully, we'll see uh, a dynasty uh, be born as uh, the Lightning are currently battling the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their series is currently tied two and two uh and uh unfortunately the next game uh goes back to toronto um and so but uh if they can make it through this the prediction is uh that they kind of have a much easier go of it uh as far as the rest of the road to the stanley cup so on that note thank you everybody for watching thank you Lindsay, for producing and evil david cabrera julie uh for being on the show we'll catch you next time monday night seven ish Thank you so much for watching, everybody. We'll
1: see you on the flip side. Bye.